Awakening the faithful, reaching the lost, and making church matter. Welcome to the Rebuilt Podcast. If you love your parish, listen to this podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Rebuilt Podcast. I'm Kelly Lippenholtz, your host, and I'm joined by Tom Corcoran today. Hi, Tom. How you doing? Good, Kelly. Good. <laughs> We're just talking about how we don't want to banter today. There's yeah. no bantering. So yeah, Kelly's you... having an off day. I'm <laughs> talking about myself in the third person. That definitely means I'm off. <laughs> St. Ignatius Loyola talked about himself in the third person too. Oh, he so did? There, yeah. Oh, I'm just like him. Yeah, That's there great. you go. <laughs> so you're good, good company. All right. Well, Tom, we have been talking the past couple of months about shaping a clear discipleship path, which is so important. Can you just review for us what we've been going over in our last few podcasts? Yeah, so in the, in the, in the last podcast, in that March podcast, we just talked about Again, one th- this is so important. If we want to grow as a church, we need to shape a clear discipleship path. Or what do we tell people what we want them to do to grow as followers of Jesus Christ? And so mm. the first one we said is you need to identify habits, practices, and disciplines that are vital for making disciples. Okay, so what are what is it we want people to do? All right, before we can tell people what to do, or as we'll say, set up the systems and structures, we got to know what it is. So a couple of things we talked about last time, and I'm going to add a fourth one, Kelly, to that. But okay. in identifying those habits, number one, you can do some self-reflection. We talked about what's made us grow as followers of Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, two, study successful places. And that's happened for us. We right. studied Saddleback. Yep. Uh, three, decide as a team on what you want people to do. We spent months doing that. Yeah. The fourth thing is you can just rip off another church. That kind ah. of goes back to number two. Okay. You could study a church and just say, we're just going to rip it off. Yeah, we like what they do. That sounds good. Yeah. I mean, it's if it's biblically based, then why would you argue with it, right? I, I, yeah, so you don't have to reinvent the wheel, so to speak. Right. Uh, I mean, I think the important part about the self-reflection and the communication of a team is that it helps drive it deeper into the organization. If a leadership team says, hey, this is what we want people to do, um, or they own it personally in, their, in themselves, that's why it's important. But... I'm working with someone else who, again, is trying to help us. How? What are we telling parishes to do? And he asked me to write down some things and really drill down. I wrote, rip it off if you want to. Rip it off. <laughs> that's yeah, what I, use it. I, I put in. So if that's what you just, you know, we talked about the, at the uh, conference, rip us off and send us a fruit basket. Right. You know. Um, <laughs> do we send a fruit basket to Saddleback? Saddleback. <laughs> uh, or, nor, you know, we have not. So we'll get we'll send them crab cakes maybe. So okay. Anyway. Uh, so number one, but you got to identify, what do you want people to do? Because mm-hmm. uh, people listen to you, I and mean, that's what we find. Like People do what we ask them to do, especially when it's preached from the pulpit. If you give clear direction over right. time, people will do what you ask them to do. Yeah. But a lot of times, we don't even know what we want them to do, so right. therefore they don't do it, and we get frustrated. Mm-hmm. Uh, second is going to create systems and structures that support them. So we're going to talk about that, because whatever you want people to do, the systems and structures are going to look a little bit different. Right, right. Um, you know, so talking about money next next podcast, that that system looks different than what we're going to be talking about in a minute, which is volunteer. Right. Everybody knows we need money. The church needs money, but how do we go about uh, making that making that happen and easy and, and accessible? A generous kind of of message. And number three, then we got to communicate it again. If this is what we want people to do, we got to tell them. We got to communicate to people. So we branded our steps. Which again, we're working through those through these podcasts, right? Um, but again, really the message from the pulpit, as you said, the, the pulpit is the rudder of the church ship. Yeah. But there's other ways we can communicate. So if you mm-hmm. know people have bulletins, um, you know, we'll, we'll talk about some of the other subtler ways we can communicate things as we go through these. Uh, so again, we're we're going to dive into these um, steps that we talk about, what we want people to do. That's part of our clear discipleship path, and on all these steps. And you were saying you didn't know what this meant, so, I'll, so okay. sorry, I put these words down, and you're like, what is that? So number one, we, they build up the corporate body. 
all these steps, they build up the whole, the church as a whole, that we need people doing these things if right. the church is going to grow. Right. It's not that, this, not that we just want money. It's that it builds up the church. Right. Not that we just, as we're talking about volunteers, need volunteers, right. but it builds up the church. But then it also builds up people's individual faith. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they go hand in hand. They work together. Right. So I think we have to constantly be pointing back to people and how they, they work together. But all these steps help build up the corporate body of the church and build up individual believers. So today we're talking about, is this your favorite one? I think so, yeah. Well, if we talked about student ministry, that might be my favorite, but otherwise this is the one I know the most about, so that makes it my favorite. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we're talking about ministry and mission today. Why, Tom, does ministry and mission matter so much? There's so many other things that churches could be doing, need to be doing. Why does serving in a ministry or mission matter so much? Right, so again, on the individual part is to become like Christ. Mm. Uh, If we want to become like Jesus, we have to serve because Jesus did not come to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. As uh, right before the his crucifixion, the night before, which was really the ultimate act of service from Jesus, Mm -hmm. he washes the disciples' feet. He says, "You call me Lord and Master, and indeed I am. And if I wash your feet, you ought to wash one another's feet." So, I mean, over and over again, we see Jesus' example. He's He's a servant. You know, Philippians chapter 2, right? Have the same attitude as Christ, who in the form of God did not regard equality with God, something to grasp, rather. He emptied himself again. So we could quote scripture all day long. If we, well, if we you could. <laughs> if we wanted to. I could to. quote some, but. So anyway, there's just, Jesus came to serve. So if we're going to be like Jesus, we're going to serve and, and make it not about us. Uh, and as from Ephesians, did you want me to read this? Or? Yeah, okay. Ephesians chapter 4, verse yeah. 11 to 13. Uh, and his gifts were that some should be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, mm-hmm. some pastors and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for the building up of the body of Christ. There you go. There There's you the go. corporate, right? Mm-hmm. For the building up of the body of Christ. There's the corporate until we all attain the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So again, individually, to all of us, right, till we all, every single one of us, can can grow and mature we need to serve and our job as we've said or is as, as people who work at the church is not specifically necessarily do the ministry although we should do ministry i mean I, I work in the parking ministry you're a great student minister but our main role is to equip the saints or in other words the people in our pews to do the work of ministry that's game changer for places if people really take that right if you really understand that um and so that's why Again, had the individual and the corporate both in that Ephesians, and that does go to the corporate. Mm-hmm. Volunteer, you know, it's funny. Volunteer ministers are the lifeblood of the church, and so often, and we were guilty of this for so long, there's sort of an afterthought. Right. Like, all right, we need volunteers, so. Yeah, we just, we need people, yeah. <laughs> and let's just, let's just get 10 people to do this. Let's get 20 people to do this. And and so I know we, was it on the podcast we argued this, or just we argued it about just content? No, we were joking back and forth about content, about whether is it content oh, or Oh, right, right, right. Content or people, what's more important? And on one, and, and you said before, you've come back, it's really all about the people, because that's, that's who yeah. gets the work done. And I, I, I have to agree. Now, again, if we don't tell people what we want them to do, there's sure. the content part. But, right, right, right. We, um, well, I thought we agreed that it was equal last equal. time we talked about it. They're both ends, right? <laughs> yeah, both ends, so... I don't think it was on the podcast. I think it was on a, a yeah. I'm, yeah, time. I've just I've come to realize 
that relationships are just so very important. And we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit too. So we can't, if, if we're going to grow as a church and really fulfill our mission, we just have to take volunteer ministry seriously. Right. And not just because we need them, but because they need, to they serve. need to grow. Right. Yeah. And, and we do need them. <laughs> and we do need them. And so, so how do we get them, Tom? Let's let's move into systems and structures. We all know we need volunteers, um, but I think churches really struggle, and we get asked all the time, "Well, how do you get so many volunteers?" And so how how do we how do we begin to do that? Well, and I think it just even that's not in here, but going back to what we just said a minute ago, first of all, we have to take this very seriously mm-hmm. that we have to be putting time and energy in, into our need for volunteers. It's like not just a part of our job. It's right. a major part of our, jo- our yeah. job. And it depends what you do. And you know that more than others. Right. But, um, right. You so know I am the, the coordinator of ministers for student ministry and I, I coordinate about 200, mm, 150 people. Um, and so what I've come to realize over the past year, I, this is my second year doing it is that it's more than just like managing those people. It's really about your relationship with those people, which is just astounding to me because I just thought I was managing 150 people. I didn't know that that I had to love 150 people and thank 150 people and guide 150 people. And and so I, I found myself, um, just a quick story, when I first started doing this job, anytime somebody needed my attention, and when you manage that many people, People need your attention all the time. A lot of times it's the same people, but I would find myself. Yeah, there's, there's an issue in that too, but go ahead. Keep there going. is. <laughs> but yes. anyway, you have to be careful of that, but go ahead. Um, you do have to be careful of that. I that's tough. I'm sorry. No, that's, it's just something that we probably need to talk about that at some point. But for now, suffice it to say that when somebody needs your attention, you should give them your attention. And there are so many times when I'm running around doing all the things I need to do to get ready for, you know, the mass or the program at night that I would find that my feet were just pointed away from that person. My whole, actually my whole body was pointed away from the person who needed to talk to me, who needed to tell me something, whether it was related to ministry or not, they needed my attention. Um, and I was always pointed away from them because I, there's always something else to do. And that's just part of, uh, maybe it's personality too, but I was always pointed away. Let me get on to the next thing. And so this year I've made it a very intentional thing to stop and to look at the person and to have my whole body facing them to think the most important thing I can do right now is talk to this person, yeah. not go grab the microphone that I was supposed to get and get the copies I needed to get. I just need to talk to this person. Mm. And it's funny, like we talk about, they talk about money, people give to people, but I think people give time to people too. Yeah. And that because you are available to them and they're certainly doing it for the students, but they're also doing it for you, for you. A little bit for me right now, right? You hope eventually that they're just doing it for Jesus, right? They're doing it to serve, but right right now they're, some of them are just doing it for me. Right. And they had that religion. So anyway, that was all, none of that was in the notes, but so we, uh, we try to make it so in setting people up for success. Uh, we want to make it easy, first of all, for people. So even that begins with when people sign up. How do they sign up? Yeah, right. Have a card that's just super simple. We used to put like, don't. I would say to the churches, don't put like 100 ministries on your, if you have 100 ministries, you probably have too many ministries, but that's another topic. <laughs> but put like, we put like we put 10. Like four. We put right. four choices on our card. Right. So we have ministry weekend coming up just this weekend. That's actually. right. So it's pretty simple where you. Where it's you, a pretty simple card. We want their name their cell phone number and their address their email address not even their home address an email address a phone number and a name 
and that's on the card. And then we want, we give them four categories where they can sign up. One's hospitality. Do you want to be a greeter? Do you want to be a host? Do you want to serve in the cafe? That's hospitality. And we might put a little disclaimer under there, like, you know, greet, eat, help people get a seat or something, you know, something like right. that. And then we have operations, which is our parking team and our operations around the building. You can sign up for the ops team if you'd like to be behind the scenes. It might say, you know, serve behind the scenes or in the parking lot, something like that. Or our uh, tech team could be operations as well. And you can categorize them however you want to. Um, and then uh, our third category might be kids. And our fourth category would be students. Right. So it's really, really clear about what they're signing up for. So that, that's the first part. And again, even all that's saying, we designate a weekend in the year. And that kind of goes back to communication, which we'll talk about some more. But we have a yeah. weekend in the year where we say, this is the time to sign up and right. serve. And it's preached from the pulpit. Right. And it's, again, super, as we try to make it as simple and easy as possible, people to fill out a card. Um, we got to take a break in a second before we do that. Just there was a parish I saw, and they did an awesome job of talking about ministry, mm. of um the, the music led people into like it moved your heart so kind of talk, it made a lot of intellectual sense of the mind mm -hmm. the heart and then the cards it was confusing how you filled out the cards and oh, no. they, I talked to them afterwards and they got very few responses and they'd done mm -hmm. everything else right but it's crazy how something that small could get in the way all right so we're going to take a quick break we'll be right back to talk more about ministry this spring, our Rebuild team will be holding three one-day conferences in select locations. Boston, Massachusetts, Boca Raton, Florida, and Baltimore, Maryland. Each one-day conference will be an intimate event where you will have greater access to the Rebuild staff and partake in some unique learning exercises. This conference will help your team increase the engagement of parishioners so they are fully invested in the work and mission of your local church. To learn more about the regional conferences or to register, go to rebuildparish.com backslash events. That's rebuildparish.com backslash events. Rebuild Parish, building healthy parishes together. Welcome back to the Rebuilt Podcast. Tom and I are talking today about ministry, why it matters, and some systems and structures you can put into place to make it really easy for people to sign up and serve in your parish. And when we went to the break, we were talking about uh, just having a simple card where people can fill out the card. It's tempting, it's been tempting for us to do it digitally too, because we are, we are moving in that direction where we do giving digitally. And um, But Tom, we've talked at length about it. And every time we do, and, and Brandon, who's gonna be on our podcast next month, he wants us to go to a you know digital sign up because it'd be so much easier. We wouldn't have to enter anything right afterwards. But that card, there's something about the card. It's so easy and so accessible and so clear to people what they have to do. Write your name, write your email address, and check the box on where you want yeah, to serve. Yeah, even other parishes or churches that are much bigger than us, mm -hmm. much more sophisticated. I think. I think still I, using a card. I still think use a card. There's something about yeah. it. So. And, and again, I think on the card and some of these easy things, I was telling a parish last week, you know, I was talking to, that was running something this past weekend. Uh -huh. I said, you guys have to probably, you have to have a conversation about these little details. And if it's a little bit painful, it's probably good. You know, like I hate. A little that. bit painful to what? To talk about to the talk details. talk about it, yes. Yes, if like, the, sorry. Yeah, it Not shouldn't be painful. No, that should be incredibly easy. It's you take the pain yeah, of yeah. thinking through how yeah. simple to make it. And I said, if you guys get annoyed, just a little, you know, a little annoyed, a little painful, that's yes. you're probably doing it right. Yesterday, we had a one-hour meeting with eight people 
about what the card would look like. Okay. A one-hour meeting. And now, that probably could have been less people, I think. But anyway, I got it. Yes. Okay. Kelly's shaking I'm her shaking head. I'm shaking my head. <laughs> but could, yeah. probably it didn't need a bunch of time to just Yeah. Take it Everybody in the room had a stake in it. But um, but yeah, it took an hour to really to really say like, well, what do we want to put this on the card? Well, no, I think that's confusing, you know, back and forth. So yeah, a little yeah. painful, but to make it really easy. And if they take that card home, if you don't have them fill it out in the pew, if you say, oh, bring it back next week and, yeah. and think about it and pray about it, it's not coming back. They're not yeah. bringing it back. Right. It so. might be at the bottom of somebody's purse the next week, <laughs> but otherwise you're not getting them back. You want them to fill it out right then and there, and then um, you want to collect them. Okay. So we do that. And another way, so that's make it easy. The other one is we have make it accessible. Right. Make it accessible, which means to kind of remove some obstacles that people have in place for serving. And so one of the things that we love to do for for new ministers for new people signing up is to create opportunities that don't require a weekly commitment. That seems to be a big obstacle for people. Well, every weekend I have to come, you know, what about when I'm on vacation? What about when I, you know, when I have something else? And so we create opportunities that don't require a weekly commitment, um, a greeter, a host, cafe ministers, um, parking, there's even minister. parking ministers. I think there might even be some opportunities in kids ministry. Sure, yeah. Like a hall kind of person, mm -hmm, hall monitor. Right. That's probably not the way they say, but. Right. And the Saul younger Cole kids. The little, one, go ahead. Sorry. So I was going to say one church. Yeah. Cool thing. They had like security and they had t-shirts. Yeah. That was cool. We saw, I always forget you were with me. I, I was with you on that about, one. Yeah. Yes. That was a good one. They had security t-shirts. They, they looked cool. And our children, the little kids ministry, like you're saying. Yeah. Like, the, the younger the, kids the that are cared for. That can be every other week or once a month. If you want, you can schedule them like that. So just having opportunities where uh, people aren't overwhelmed by a, another commitment in their lives. Right. Make it easy. And that's how you get them in. I mean, a lot of times we'll have greeters and hosts that, and cafe ministers that'll move on to something a, a little bit more of a commitment. But that's just, you know, that's a good entry point. Right. That they can serve. It doesn't take a ton of skill, a ton of talent. You don't have to know the Bible in and out or the catechism, memorize the catechism or right. any of those things or even own a catechism. You yes. can do all those things. And those are the kinds of things you want to say in the message, I think, too, right? Because right? people think that there's a certain requirement for serving or that they aren't good enough to serve. And so that's that's something that you want to add to your push or, right. or your homily when you're doing it that weekend. So I said make it accessible in time and talent. Accessible, I don't have to give mm -hmm. a ton of my time. Talent, I don't have to have a ton of talent. And it, it makes it accessible. Great. And so... Um, so we also said that we want the work to be intuitive. Can you talk about that for a second? What do I mean by that? Intuitive. I th well, I think that those things are just easy to do. The like, things, yeah, greeting is an, is an intuitive thing to do. Right. You can greet people. Yes. Right. You don't need a whole, a whole lot of instruction on greeting people. Yes. You don't need to be trained. Whereas if you are caring for younger kids, little kids, or even like leading a small group of students, there's a little more instruction involved there. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, intuitive that any, and people can, and people, the one thing that where this picks up too, is people have seen other people doing it too. Right. So in our environment, we say, once you to greet, mm -hmm. we have greeters at the door. They've already seen it. Right. You know, parking ministers, they've seen that, what, what all those things. And, and that is why a lot of parishes can get lectors or they can get ushers because they see people see doing it. that. That's a really good point. Um, so, um, those, those do, we want to be strategic about those people we put in those things, mm -hmm. but post places. But yeah, so intuitive. Okay, yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it modeled. I can, I can do that. Uh, so the next part is the data information. So we've made it easy for people to sign up. We made it accessible because we're saying, you know, not a ton of time or talent. 
then it's the data. Yeah, I think this is where the real work starts right. for, for the staff um, who, who are doing the, this data that you collect. So you've collected data. You have 100 cards or 50 cards or 200 cards, whatever number of cards that you have that were filled out in the pews on Sunday. And you need to get that information uh, into a place where it will be safe and that you will have it forever and ever. Um, but most importantly, that you will you will have it immediate, almost immediately, so you can begin communicating with these people that have signed up. Yeah, I mean Monday morning or two. If you do a weekend drive, Monday or Monday morning, right? Monday. Sunday afternoon or Monday morning. Yes. <laughs> Sunday afternoon. We've done Sunday afternoon yeah, before too. You should be sitting down. And yeah, and you can get a team of volunteers to help you do this. And if you have a database, then yeah, you're going to sit down with this team of people, and everybody has a laptop. Um, even just a couple people that you can get to volunteer to help you. And you're going to enter that information either into your database or into an Excel spreadsheet. So there's not a lot of notes on this because I have no idea what happens. Not a lot of notes. That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. So I you do. Feel you have to carry that. I know. You know, you know all this We stuff. call it a data entry party. Every time we've done it, we're like, oh, data entry party. So there you go. That's you and Allison. You guys are yeah. fun. You like fun stuff. Yeah, so we call like it a fun. party. We yeah. call it a party and we get pizza and snacks and, and we just sit in a room together and enter data. And it's okay. great. Okay. There you go. Make it fun. There, right. That's good. And so then I think what, what you can do, because that can be overwhelming, right? That in itself is overwhelming. But then once you have this list of people, you have 100 people, that can be overwhelming too. Um, so you need to know what you're going to do with those people. And this all needs to happen before the push, before the weekend. You've got to know what your back-end process is. We have done pushes where we have been hugely successful in, in recruiting and getting people to sign up. And then we had no back-end process right. and no follow-up. And, and lots and lots of people fell through the cracks. Right. So that was a big failure on our part. So that's why we understand the importance of this back-end part. There's some parish that, uh, some church I heard that says they hate the word recruiting, but I can't remember why. Well, that's what you're doing, recruiting. I, I agree. I'm, I'm just thinking that is what you're doing. Hmm. They might have a reason why that they say that. but Okay. Maybe in, we invited we yes. invited them and then yeah. we didn't have the party afterwards. We invited them to a party <laughs> and then we didn't have a good. There you go. No, I think recruiting is fine. I was just <laughs> yeah. trying to remember why that was. Anyway, I threw you off. That's okay. So, so you, so you have this list of people, and you have to figure out what you're going to do with that list. For us, it would be we're going to email them um, pretty quickly because you want to be feeding off this energy. Yeah, this energy from the weekend. Um, they want to hear from you quickly. They've signed up. They're more likely to follow through on the process of actually getting in there and serving if you reach out quickly. And so we send an email inviting them to a meeting. It's it's called we call it orientation. Uh, you have onboarding on here, whatever it might be. It's a one-hour meeting where we invite uh, all the people who signed up to come in and hear about our vision for serving, mm -hmm. to hear a little bit more about that. Um, we're not talking to them for an hour, but uh, it's also where you can drip your vision a little bit. And, and we talk to them about the fact that they are an extension of the staff and um, we sort of get them even more excited about ministry. And then we sort of figure out where exactly they want to serve. So maybe they didn't quite know when they were in the pew, but we can tell them a little bit more about each ministry. We can right. answer their questions. We can show them a quick video, testimony, that kind of thing, whatever that looks like for your parish. Uh, you can rip us off. You feel free to email me <laughs> and I'll tell you exactly what we do in that orientation meeting. And, okay. And, they, and you're doing, you're checking. So it's that somewhat, it's a mix of fun, uh, just things you got to get done, function. Correct. But also giving them the, the vision, the feeling, and continuing to fuel that a bit. Yes. So. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. I mean, we have to do the safety training, protecting youth. 
Right. And um, that's, they can do that online, but you got to right. tell them where to do that. You got to tell them they got to do it because they just get an email. It's like, what is this thing? Right. right. Yeah. You, you just tell kinda, them to expect the email and what it's going to look like and how much time it's going to take, all that stuff. You're just trying to get their brain more into yep. this is something I'm doing. And Right. right. Okay. If they expect it, they're more likely to do it. I mean, right. if you get an email that says, you're going to do this, you know, 45 minute training, you may not. You might be like, oh, yeah. I'm not doing people that. People are not exactly but doing jumping jacks. But if someone told jacks, you about right? it, yeah. If someone <laughs> warned you about it, they're like, oh, I mean, people are taking notes. Oh, okay. It's going to take me 45 minutes. Oh, yeah. I need my driver's license when I sit down. Great. I can do that. Yeah. Yeah. It's just preparing their minds more to say, okay, I'll, I'll, do, I'll take care of this. And kind of holding their hand to walk through that step too a bit because they won't do it otherwise. Right. Right. They, they need a little extra help doing right. that. And we can be frustrated by that or we can just admit that's the reality. That's and, the reality. And let's set ourselves up for that. That's just what's going to happen. And the other thing that's going to happen is that you're going to invite a hundred people to this meeting. If you had a hundred cards and you invite a hundred people to the meeting, 60 are going to come. Yeah. That'd so be if, good. I think Yeah, that'd right. be great. But, but don't forget about the 40, you know, have another meeting, invite them back. You right. know, don't, at least touch them three more times. Three more times. Okay. I think so. Yeah. At least three more times where you say, hey, we didn't catch you at the meeting, but we'd love to see you again. We, you did, we know you filled out a card. You're interested. Here are some options. Um, and so keep encouraging those 40 people. 60 is great. 50 is great. Really. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, there'll be some attrition. You're not going to get all 100. If 100 people sure. sign up, for example, you're not going to get all 100. But no. Um, okay. But you can keep and you can save those names for the next year for the next push and, right. and reach out to them again. We did that. Um, this year, we had people that um, signed up, and then a year later, they they still hadn't joined a ministry. We reached out to them again, and maybe ten of fifty people got involved. Great, wow. that's great. Ten okay. people. Okay, so the next thing after after you would uh, onboard this um, group of people and and have an orientation or however you decide to do that, the next thing you'd want to do is pass on the names of those people to the ministry leader whether that's somebody on staff or maybe that's still you if right. there's just one person doing all this or if you have a volunteer. I would um, say, you know, don't be the one person doing this. I mean, even if you're the only person on staff, right? if you can get a couple people around you to help yeah. you. I know mean, you have to get volunteers to get volunteers. I guess that's kind of a conundrum yeah. catch-22, but build up somebody around you or at least one other person. That could, right. one, grab, I mean, I think low-hanging fruit, one other person. I would even say two if you can, right? because I think there's Trinity and there's like we share different gifts, but at least one other person is going to help you with the process anyway. Right. Invite someone in to sort of be uh, with you as, as part of uh, part of this job. Okay. And so once you uh, pass on to that person, then you, or, or if that person is you, you're going to try to, um, you're going to get them on the schedule. You're going to invite them in to serve and you're going to have a plan for that, but we have to take a break and uh, we'll be right back after that to uh, finish up. Looking for practical ways to grow your church? Looking to come together with like-minded church leaders who want to build healthy, growing parishes? Look no further, as the Rebuilt Conference is the place for you. On April 26th through the 28th, 2020, come to the Rebuilt Conference, where you'll be given inspiration to ignite your rebuilding efforts. Come here from engaging keynote speakers to be challenged to do more in your parish and experience the renewal of the Rebuilt Movement. For more information about the 2020 Rebuilt Conference, visit RebuiltParish.com. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. When we went to break, we were talking about what to do with all of those cards that you get 
after you do a ministry push on the weekend. We said that um, we needed to enter those cards into some sort of database or Excel spreadsheet. We needed to invite all those people via email to some sort of orientation or onboarding. And then we're going to pass off those names to different ministry leaders if you have them. If you don't, we suggest maybe trying to um, invite someone in to help you. Um, for the different ministries. And then once you have that in place, you will be inviting the, um, the, the people who have signed up to serve to be on the schedule. And so somehow you have to have some sort of scheduling process, whether that be through email or some sort of software. We use Planning Center, but you can certainly just do it through email. Uh, I think our parking ministers love to just use email. <laughs> I think she's trying a- to get them off of that. Avoid using planning center sometimes. Um, and then when you d- when they do come in um, on their first day to serve, it would be great if somebody could greet them, give them a little hands-on training, like they could shadow someone. Uh, we call that 30-day coaches. We have one person in each ministry, maybe two, that w- are what we call 30-day coaches. And they just basically walk through the first 30 days of um, ministry so they just, with that person. They would show every time that person's there or they would email them when they're signed up to serve? How does that work? Um, so the 30-day coach is is definitely someone who is in touch by email with them, just you know, um, following up after they serve the first, second, third time, really just like the first three times. So when we say 30 days, it's not 30 touches that you okay. need to have with this person. <laughs> right, right. It's just for about 30 days, keep an eye on that person. Right. Um, particularly the maybe the first three times they serve have them, you know, be with them the first time for sure, maybe the whole time they're serving. And then the next couple of times, just be checking in with them. How are you doing? Do you have any questions for me? And then a follow-up email. That's okay. all. Okay. Okay. Um, so Tom, what, how do we want to wrap up today? Well, just real quick, a couple of things. I think the ongoing support too is important. Just continuing. We have like hospitality and food for our people. We could probably dig in okay, on, right. on this topic. We go in more. And again, like you talked about earlier, just building the relationship. That, yeah. It's really important that you, you understand that large part of your job is building relationships with these that people. That if they're not, if they don't show up, they're going to be missed. Right. You know, that someone's going to notice. And that was the next one right down oh. there. Look at that. It's almost hey. like you knew that was coming. You know, that we're noticed because, and I think again, that connections are so important that I feel a part of this team and I'm connected to this team yeah. relationally. Um, otherwise, people are, they might sign up to serve. They might have the best intentions. But the reality is that we go where everybody knows our name. We go yeah. where people are connected to us. Right, and so, where we belong. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what we, that's an important part of, um, of keeping, keeping volunteers yeah. and keeping them happy. Uh, kind of in our notes, you know, Patrick Lencioni wrote three signs of a miserable job were anonymity, irrelevance, and immeasurement. So anonymity, nobody knows who I am, right? So when people come to serve, we want to make sure they we call them by name. That's why we have name tags around here. Yeah. You know, irrelevance, like I don't know what the larger vision is, so we want to right. make it relevant. Here's Again, we're constantly saying you're making a difference in kids' lives. You're helping them to know Jesus. Right. You know, you're not just serving a bagel. Right. You're smiling <laughs> right. and saying somebody's name if you remember it. It's, it's a big deal. Right. Why would... A, Kids ministry be serving student ministry be serving a bagel. No, that's for cafe. Oh, I think it. Just yeah. kidding. Uh, and then in <laughs> measurement, I don't know what if I'm succeeding. Again, help people. I think if you work in student ministry, you got to do this a lot, right? You got to tell people, yes. you no know, kids showed up. They like you. Like yes. they're not going to get any good positive feedback from students, right? Nope. I mean, I if have they 15 do, kids in my group tonight. It was crazy in there. What you have 15 kids showing up? That's amazing. You yeah. must be an awesome leader. Yeah. There you go. Perfect. So. You got them to show up. You invested in them. So anyway, that immeasurement, or I don't know if I'm making any kind of difference. Yeah. That's um, if I'm succeeding. So anyway, those are just, again, we could draw, drill into all of those things. Yeah, I feel we like could. we had to skip over that. I think just 
all this stuff that we were saying in the break is that this is huge. I mean, we've built this over years. Years, years and, and years. I mean, I just learned my, I just learned about relationships this year. <laughs> so I think like there's these big processes, but you have this process in place in some way. Right. You have a process. Do you know what it is? Mm -hmm. And maybe your volunteers are slipping through the cracks and you don't know. And maybe you can, if you go through our notes from today, be like, oh, okay, that's why we, on the card end, we're not. Or right. I'm losing people because I'm not connecting with people. Mm -hmm. um, figure out what your process is right now. And then what's the way to, to, to tighten it up or short up the most? Um, you know, where you see the biggest gap and start filling that hole in. And because, again, we need volunteers. We want, we want to keep them happy. We want to keep them engaged. Um, and these processes, again, are about recruiting and then helping people enjoy the work of ministry. Great. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. We are going to close in prayer, and uh, we'll see you next time. All right. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Uh, Father, we thank you um, that you have given us an opportunity to serve, that you sent your Son not to be served but to serve and give his life for us, and that, God, you now send us on a mission to serve, to serve others, to love others, uh, so that they can come to know your son. God, we know we need volunteer ministers, and God, we know you want people to serve and to find the joy of serving. So God, help us develop systems, processes that make it easy and accessible for people to serve. Help us to love the people who are already volunteering for us, uh, so we continue to spread the good news of your love. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.